0: We would like to acknowledge that Kapow is broadcasting on Aboriginal land, the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We'd like to pay respect to the elders, past and present. I guess I'll fucking start this off. Like, I don't, I didn't even say this to you before we started, but like, um. The last three podcasts, oh, because we tried to hook this up a while back. But the you last did. three weeks, I've been trying to get people on, and it's fell through mostly from my end. And so I've had to do, I've done solo podcasts, and I reckon people fucking listening are like, thank the fucking lord that there's finally someone else in this shit because they're sick of me. So solo podcasts, how do you do? What do you, how, what do you mean? Oh man, I just, I just ramble about stuff. I think oh, the last as in, like one, you just
1: talk into the fucking mic and just. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I interview uh, myself, bro. I was talking about like how to, like, just general. Oh, don't even worry about it. Just don't even worry about it. But we'll start it off, um, because people, if the real ones know who you are, but like, give us the backdrop. Tell us the story of how dance was introduced into your
1: life. All right. So, plain and simple. So, look, we all, if if you're an OG in the dance scene. You will know who Melanie Hitchcock is. What? If you don't know who Melanie Hitchcock is, um, I don't know what rock you've been living under. Um, so look, <clears throat> to keep it short and simple, but with a little bit of detail. So girl meets boy, <laughs> um, girl gets boy's number. So I went out clubbing with a whole bunch of mates um at a home nightclub. So I met Mel in the, out of all rooms, the house dance room. Um, if they don't know what um, home club night, home nightclub is, back in the day, it was like a kind of like trance. I don't know if it still is. So it, it was a trance nightclub. But in that in that club, they had breaks, mm. um, which a few of the B-boys back in the day used to go to consistently. They had house and then they had uh, like a heavy hardcore trance room, all three rooms in one club. I was in the house dance room. Um, and that, that's where I met Mel. So <clears throat> she she picked me up. We talking and then little did I know that she was a professional dancer. Mm. So I was like, all right, right, I reckon I could do this because, you know, we're fellows. We're all, we're, you know, we're entertainers, you know? So <laughs> I, she, she got me stuck into it. So I would, you know, we were dating so i would follow her to dance class and every dance class really so she'd be teaching at schools, she'd be teaching at um just studios around sydney sydney dance company and i would i would just follow and just sit there and watch and then after a while i was like you know what she's like do you want to learn how to dance um well not learn but like do you want to start taking classes and so i did and yeah the rest was history man she took me under her wing um, and I got introduced into the world of dance, man, a crazy, crazy world of dance. Um, she had a, a dance crew, so I met all of them and then, yeah, the rest was history, man. Um, I got, I got flung into it. Um, tried to test my, my, well, I wouldn't say career, but see how far I could take it. Right. Mm. As you would, um, Funnily enough, it wasn't for me, but um, look, I was going through some a weird time back then. So just to get down to it. So it was good for me because my my dad, my dad, well, my dad had a heart attack around about that time-ish. Um, so it was a bit of an escape for me. So I used it as, as an energy for an escape. And it was awesome because um, uh, a lot of people in my family were in the entertainment, creative industry so there were professional dancers still in my family but this is over in canada um there were artists um in my family so i kind of just took that route <clears throat> and just used it as an escape and you know 5 6 years later um i give a lot of thanks to not just mel but actually a lot to mel and a lot to the dance industry because one i actually wouldn't be here doing what I love to do in terms of fitness um, and finding my passion to be able to just, I'd say teach or express or put on experiences Mm. to others and help them. Because, you know, that's, as a dance teacher, you know what it is. You learn, 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 you become really good at it. And then people come up to you and go, hey, can you teach me how to dance? Or you want to offer your experience to others and I learned a lot of that I learned a lot of thing everything from 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 dance Mm. and I went through it so I give it up to dance it 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 gave me a lot um and I actually kind of want to give heaps and heaps and heaps of of respect and love and thanks to to Melanie Hitchcock because um if it wasn't for her I literally wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now in terms of where I want my career to be so yeah man it met a whole bunch of people in that industry including yourself at your at, hmm. age remember man I was young bro I would have been I
0: remember you got you and um <clears throat> Trizzy were like um riding bikes through like King Street as I was going to high school in Newtown so that's how how long ago it was you guys would pull up in like the low riders and I'm like those dudes dress fresh uh, that, was
1: so <laughs> that was so long ago so long ago <laughs> so long ago man
0: yeah, that's crazy. All right, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, lots of thanks for dance. It's crazy how it like extends past even if you don't practice as a dance today. A lot of people feel the same way. I think a lot of people with backgrounds in dance are like, "Wow, it actually teaches
1: me so much and how to conduct myself in
0: different areas." And that's yes, actually man, like... like I
1: see. I still see a lot of us. Yeah, man, I still see a lot of the dancers now. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not as well-informed in the dance industry as I well was, Um, but there are still some people that I still follow on social. Not that I'm on there a lot, but, um, you know, Michael Francisco, um, Mm. respect to him, big ups to him. Um, We both started together, both in Caramel as well. Mm. We both came from the same hood. Actually, funny story about that. So I, me and him probably would not be doing dance um, if I... If we had not, well, specifically, if I had not pushed him to come to a rehearsal with Melanie Hitchcock. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, so I was like, come. So everything, she's like, you know, do you want to learn how to dance or do you want to get into the dance industry? Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, cool. She's like, well, come to this training session or come to this tryout, kind of. And I was like, freaking out. And I was like, I was like, yo, Mike, because we're family, we're family friends, right? So we've been been only trying to we were like freaking ages. Um, so I was like, Hey, Mike, do you want to come come to this dance trout um or this dance rehearsal? It was the dance rehearsal. She's like, he's like, Yeah, fuck yeah. And then he's like, actually, no, I don't want to do it. And it's like, no, dude, I, I'm not going by myself. He goes, <laughs> Dude, I'll come to your house. Like, you live down the road from me. I was like, dude, I'm coming to your house and I'm picking you up on the day of. He was freaking out. He's like, no, 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 I'm not going. I'm going. I literally drove to his house. I was like, dude, I'm out the front. We're going to this rehearsal. Um, we were both freaking out. We kind of didn't want to go. Neither did him, but literally I forced him <laughs> out of the house. I literally forced him out of the house. I was like, dude, we're going to this rehearsal because I'm not going by myself. Um, and this was at the old school dance school. So that was when it was still on Abercrombie Street. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, out, out, right out the front of the park. So... Um, I don't know if anybody listening to this would probably remember. Probably some of the OGs would, but I'm um, yeah, yeah. Dance school, original dance school was out the front of a park um, near Broadway um, on Abercrombie Street. So yeah. So then we rocked up, and the rest was history. Man. Crazy, bro. That's sick.
0: That's sick. I didn't, I didn't actually know the background with Mel and Cisco and all that. Like I knew everyone was connected, but I didn't know how the dots had connected there. Like yeah, that I, yeah. Stick, so, yeah. I mean, Sorry, I was just I gonna say the good, the yeah. fucking um the studio that was off Parramatta Road that she had. Yeah. Camel, was, yeah. I remember that shit was lit. Like I remember that's the first time I saw like Meeks teaching and I just, I would have been so young and I'm like, everyone teaching there was like really cool and fresh. And I would have definitely been in class with you around that time. I'm like, that's crazy. So I did rudely interrupt you. Though, what were you guys? No, that's say?
1: all good. I can't even remember what I was going to say. No, but I'll just <laughs> shout out me. Mel.
0: Actually, I did reach out to her like ages ago to do this, and it just didn't work out. I'm gonna to have to get her back on here
1: because she is legit. Please legit, get her right? through because motherfuckers, um, you know, Other fuckers who know they know. But here's the, here's another crazy thing. So I don't know, I don't know if you were in Sydney because you might. I don't know if you were still up in the goal. Actually, do you remember Urban Dance Center? Yeah, I'm that's sure right. you. Yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. That's where I met Mel. That's, that's where like, you would have done right. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, because so, you know, like I work at Soulmate Sneakers, dude. She came in. <laughs> she came into the store, and it was like a flip on its head, man. It was like a, it was like a a flip back in time. So she came into the store with Liani. So Liani, wow, was also a dancer. So Liani used to be one of the biggest hip hop event promoters in Sydney at that time. Mm. Uh, she did backup for Pete Andre. She's a dance with um. Uh, yeah, she she was a dancer as well, but she now lives in America. But yeah. um Juliet and Liana, Liana, uh, Liana came into the store and then dude it was like a flip back in time, man. So wow shout out to, um to Juliet Verne as well, man. Juliet Verne,
0: I want to get on like because we've spoken about like with multiple guests on here over dancer <laughs> and the impact that it's had. I swear, like episode hundred, I'm it. gonna get Jet because Jet is like so pivotal to my journey and everyone else's journey. It's crazy. A lot, a
1: lot of the dancers now um probably would not be. That's a pretty brave call but i'm pretty sure juliet verne like created such a big scene in terms of career-wise from a lot of dancers that i yeah that i kind of see now um it's crazy man she,
0: she did the the really the, the really cool thing that i admire about what she did with <laughs> that studio and it's something that i i'm trying to emulate is like she actually managed to have street dance and choreography in the same space, and it all be real as fuck. Like she had like, you yes. know, the curry dances, but then like nacho pop, b boy rush, yes. cars, yes. like all these yes. like legit fucking street people, and then still like Tiana Canterbury, and even the
1: contemporary people were like Paul Saliba. Like so, it's like it's just wild. Like Jet, yeah, she had it. it was like one of the like, yeah, dude, it was just crazy. I can't, I can't explain. Like what she did was so red revolutionary in terms of the dance scene because no studio was doing shit like that
0: no she she paved the way there and like big respect to her and the way that she's something that i've spoken about a lot with people like my age like geordie and that it's like we when because we were obviously younger hanging but, out with adults like she set the
1: tone that, you guys had would not have yeah.
0: sorry i was just gonna say yeah she just set the environment where it was like she allowed us to um, mature so quickly because she was like you guys actually of have course, that potential yeah. to be in that class and so we'd be around the adults and we'd see how the adults act and I felt like it helped us mature better because we'd make our mistakes yeah. quicker in front of the yeah. adults and they'd be like that's yeah. not how you conduct yourself in a class or as a person and like she yeah. just created this environment where I feel like a lot of us matured really quickly like the younger
1: generation looking up to you guys so yeah wild it's crazy but I mean I was just gonna say that like you, Jordan, the boys would probably have never met if that studio was
0: not around. No, 100% would not have met because I met them. That's because yeah, that's, I, I think then. that's where
1: you guys all converged, right? That's yeah, all, where 100%. all you guys converged. That's fucking, fuck, that's fucking insane. It's crazy, bro. That's but what I mean. Expect- jet- you can't think about that right now. That's fucking insane. That,
0: like, yeah. Yeah. Jet, jet, jet. Yeah. Fucking shout out, Jet. You're the fucking bum. Let's get straight into some shit, though, because yeah, we have got lots to talk about and. Um, <clears throat> I think we'll go. Uh, let's go. Let's go Muay Thai first.
1: Yeah, let's go, man.
0: Let's go into Muay Thai because you actually did a little bit of fighting in that, and um, and you've obviously done some privates with me. It was a while back, yeah. so I've been slacking. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess like just take us to
1: when you fell in love with it. Okay, so so it it kind of ties in well with my introduction to dance. So obviously, I left the dance scene. So. Look, the the reasons for me leaving the dance scene was a combination of, one, I knew it wasn't for me. Two, I started to lose my passion with it because around that time, dance was just kind of like, I don't know, man, there was just things going on in the dance industry back then that just weren't, not so much sitting right with me, but it's like, fuck, man, like, this is not for me. So I kind of just dropped off. I dropped off. It was just my passion for it, just my passion for... Being a professional dance teacher, um, mm. or anything in terms of being professional in the dance industry in Australia, just dropped off. Yeah, um, I still have much love for dance. I have much love and respect for the dance industry. I still love it. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't consider myself as much as a dancer now mm. as I was back then. Um, but I fell out of it, and a couple of years later, I was kind of just looking for something as a replacement because, as I said before. I was going through some shit. Um, It was an escape for me. And after all that had been gone and done, um, I had my head a little bit more clearer. Um, So I uh, was searching for something to replace my outlet, you know, because we all need a physical outlet of some sort, whether it be gym or dance or, you know, uh, an artistic outlet. Anyway, so um, at the time I was dating um, Maria um, and her her brothers and sisters were doing it. Um, I have previously come from a background of martial arts in Taekwondo and that was years back. So I was also working with, um, at the time I was working at Hype DC still. Hmm. So one of my staff members or one of the guys I was working with was doing Muay Thai. And I was like, hey, man, like I'm thinking about going back into martial arts. He's like, man, come try this, come try Muay Thai. And I was like, actually, fuck yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So I went back to Maria. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing Muay Thai. And she's like, fuck yeah, my brother and sister are doing it. Anyways, so we kind of start looking around the area and um, we end up finding this gym that was literally, we were living in Newtown at the time and she ends up finding this gym. And um, srg which is like in Alexandria. which
0: is like the best um, fucking so
1: yeah like. <laughs> so um she goes and checks it out um she tells me about it and i suss it out um and dude i like i fell in love with it um straight away so first you know what most people go through is they kind of go and do it as if you were going to a gym or gym class you kind of just go in do your one class a week yeah um for, 45 or 50 minutes then you're like fuck yeah this is cool and then you go all right how else can I fit this into my schedule um I started doing like twice a week three times a week and then it became like four or five times a week and I was like man there's something here so I I started to fit my work schedule at the time I was a store manager so I was doing my own rosters right so I was like I actually adjusted my personal lifestyle to accommodate for Muay Thai because I was like all right I can go to training here if I have this day off I can go to training here if I put myself on here I can go to spying if I if I just take this time off and only work a couple hours here so my my whole work was dedicated around me being able to go to Muay Thai that's Um, it and then it got to like like I was there like four or five days a week man After a while, you get super obsessing over it, as you would know because you've Mm. done it. Um, It's a very uh, obsessive sport because it it really brings you back to, you know, take any dancer and when they try to take their first dance class or try to learn their first step, whether it be any form of dance, hip-hop, any form of choreography, or even as a kid, when you try to learn ballet, jazz, any form of dance – it literally takes you back to being a beginner, and all you want to do is just progress and learn mm. as fast as you can, and that's why you want to go like three, four, five times a week, um, and then you just um, it, like immerse yourself in in its um, activity. But there's so there's so much, so many more elements to Muay Thai. Um, as you would know you know so you've you've got the clinching you've Mm. got the sparring then you've got to you got to perfect you know as we did with work you got to protect you got to sorry perfect your your kicking your punching um and everything else and before that I was just going to the gym I was just like a big gym buff um going to the gym like three four times a week but I was searching for something more than that so that's where Muay Thai came along and um dude, I just got super obsessed with it. I never, it happens with everyone. I never expected to fight. I never wanted to fight. I just, it was just an outlet for me, just like anybody else. Mm. Um, And that was like, if we kind of fast forward to now, that was like my introduction to fitness, but coming back to this now, um, I was just immersed with its culture. Then you get introduced to the Thai culture. Um, at the specific gym, there was a few Thai guys there. So, you get to learn a lot about not just Muay Thai, but where it comes from as well. And then you're so involved with so many skill levels between pro fighters. And at the time, Luis Regis, the owner of the gym, he was actively fighting then. Mm. So, you know, as you would know, when there's a fight night or a fight event and some of the fighters of the gym are there, you, you're almost just obliged. It's like, dude, I want to watch these fights. Like, I've never seen a Muay Thai fight before. I want to watch the guys that I trained with fight. Because you train with these guys, right? And then you find out that they're fighting. It's like, fuck yeah. Like, I want to see this guy fight. Yeah. Then you go to your first fight, and it's like an electrifying feeling because you're nervous. You're not in the ring, but you're nervous. Because you've been training with this guy for He's on been on fight camp for like three months and you've been training with him. You've been clinching with him. You've been sparring with him. Even as a beginner and intermediate, you still, it's like you're part of this family and then your family is going to go off to war. The best thing to do is for you to go there and support him. Mm. So then you watch your first fight. You train again. You get, you know, you get excited. You get in thrilled and you want to like, fuck, I want to, I want to learn how to, do some more crazy shit. (laughs) I I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to be like him in the ring. You know, and then you start admiring fighters. You start admiring the culture, the the scene in the Sydney or in Queensland or in Melbourne, you know, and then you got like the owner or of of SRG fight. You go to watch his fight and it's like, it's heart racing, man. And then you start to admire what he does and okay. I want to be like him, not Mm. technically like him, but I want to, I can see what he's doing and I love it. And then you go, all right, I'm gonna try and come to class more. And then you wanna start to go sparring more because you want to learn how to fight, right? Mm. There's more to it than just coming to the gym. Um, and there's more to fighting than just coming and training. It's it's such a huge mental game. Um, and then you know, let alone. Everything else that comes with it, you know, (laughs) you got to go training and then you got to go to work and then you go to training again. And then you go Mm -hmm. to work. It's like, (laughs) it's literally like a dancer's, right? You got to go to rehearsal till 12 o'clock. Then you got to go to work the next day. And then you got rehearsal again that same day. Mm. You got to go train yourself. You got to go to class. Then you want to go train solo. Then you want to go to class. Then you got to go to this rehearsal. Then you got to go to work. Yeah. Um, Fast forward, man, you get given a choice to fight. You know, do you want to fight? I think so. Then 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 the energy and training comes into play. You got to put in the work. I had my first fight. That was exciting. I lost that. Um, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just get this hunger, man. You you get hungry for for more of it. You get hungry for more of it. You wanna train more, you wanna fight more. Your whole lifestyle change. And it, it's literally, it's literally a lifestyle change, man
0: yeah it's
1: it's so funny because like
0: well firstly your passion for it's so contagious it makes me want to train it but like it's so funny how closely like the parallels between dance and martial arts is like almost fucking identical in the, in oh, the was, way yeah, you described I, it like the yeah, training yeah, 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 and the competition yeah, yeah, yeah. philosophies all of it's quite similar and that's what we're going to bounce around today um okay so there's so many things i want to jump off on Um, I think we'll just start where you kind of left off because I think there are a lot, again, like there are a lot of parallels between um, especially street dance and um, martial arts with like foundations and all that. So one thing I've always thought is crazy with like any martial art or anything that's um, like an actual fight is that, the wins are the highest of highs and the lows are the lowest of lows because it's like, it just destroys you, your ego. And so you've been on both ends of that, but like, maybe we can touch on the lowest of lows because one of the things that we like to talk about on this is like, um, one of the things is like bouncing back from failure or overcoming obstacles and things. So what lessons have you kind of learned from losses? Like, and in regards to bouncing back from them like what what sort of things work for you personally to pick yourself up and then get back in the gym so
1: like what i it's cool because like you're such in a family culture over there that you kind of just i mean it's just like it's just like being a dance crew right oh yeah dance crew but you're the one competing solo compared to dancing as a crew right yeah um you've got you've got you've got such a support level that is that is huger than your own heart so in everybody else's eyes you're still a champion whether you win or lose so you may lose but with the support of your family your gym members you're still a champion because at the end of the day it takes a lot of fucking guts to actually get into the ring. Oh, you yeah. And your ass off for like two sessions a day, ideally, or even one session a day. And that's like three, four hours of grueling training for three months to like be in the ring for like as an amateur, I think it's like like three, three rounds of two minutes. Dude, you're in the ring for at least seven, eight minutes and you yeah. train gruelingly for like three months and then um for you to like lose it you can take it to heart and I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot at the gym and I've seen I've seen people cry, I've seen people collapse, but see that's that's the beauty of it, right? It's so emotional, even as an amateur, it could be your first fight because all you want to do is just make one your trainers proud, mm. two. Well, gym proud, which is literally your family. And not, not just that, you want to make, you want to put all this effort that you threw in for three, four, maybe even five, six months. Um, you want it to go somewhere. And then you're in you're in the rings for seven minutes. Yeah. And then you lose. So no matter what happens, in the eyes of your family members or in the eyes of the gym or anybody in the fight industry, it doesn't matter, even your opponent. You're still a winner because you can come to the gym. You can train. Cool. Everybody can. You can be a hard ass at the gym. I've seen a lot in the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. You can come four or five days. You can come to sparring. But being in that ring is like the greatest achievement alone by itself. Mm. Because you know what they say. You've probably heard it before. What's fighting like? It's like running a 5K, 10K run and being punched in the face every single minute, every single (laughs) Yeah. And literally that's what it is. Um, for anybody that can't wrap their head around it. And people go, why do you want to do it? Why do people want to do bungee jumping? Why do people want to jump out of planes? Why do people want to do exciting things? I say this to people. It's like it's probably it makes you realize how human you are.
0: Sick. That's that's so epic. And like, okay, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. So I'm just gonna jump in for a second because there's so
1: much, so much you
0: just said there that's like so applicable for dance, but like um, one thing that, well, firstly, the whole, um, and you hear this a lot, like respect for even just getting in the ring again, I'm just going to draw mm-hmm. the parallel to dance. It's like, you know, if someone's going into a battle, into their first battle, and they got to go in front of anyone. It's like, they freak out, but they just got to realize it, it's sort of the same situation. Like we just respect you for jumping in there. Honestly, we know it's like a bit nervy. Martial arts is this, but like physical consequences. Um, but one thing that you said, which is really interesting, and this will help us grow as a community if we can dive a little deeper into it, as you said like for bouncing back from the failure you were like it's all about like in the eyes of your family you're still a winner there's this like support or family culture so double click into that and tell me what makes up that family culture like how come that's such a healthy thing at least what was your experience like what does that look like you know you've lost what it what is does that it, actually
1: look like you go to the gym let's say four or five days a week okay so monday wednesday friday monday tuesday thursday friday all right you train with the same people every day you know you see new faces you see old faces but when you come to the gym you've probably experienced this when you go to the srg there's certain people that you will want to train with there's certain people that you see all the time and these are your mates at the gym you may not see them outside of the gym right but as soon as you see them in the gym they are your family it's like coming home to your mom your dad your brother or sister you may not see them you may not see lisa every single day
0: mm.
1: you go home to the coast or where is she at the moment anyways when when you guys <laughs> see each other you're still family so um mm. and you support each other there like they see you training they see you going to the fight camp and they go oh, he's about to fight like look at him go like fucking is training and I'm training with him. This is so cool. This is so invigorating. This is so much energy because it's physical energy shared, mm. right? So you're training with him, you're hyping each other up, you know, he may deck me, I may deck him, but I'm the one that's fighting, but that's, that's love. You know, he may punch me in the face. I'll punch him in the face, but I'm the one that's going to the fight camp, but I'm the one that's going to jump in the ring. And it's just that, that's just love, right? Cause if I don't get that off him, I don't know what it's going to be like in the ring. Mm. I want him to punch me in the face. <laughs> For some people, that sounds weird, but <laughs> I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get at. So, so you like, trying to simulate it. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, it really makes you feel like how human you are because people experience pain, but, you know, people shy away from fear. Mm. And, you know, and you people come into the gym a lot, right? and there's ego it's a perfect industry for ego same with dance you know you get your haters in the fight industry you know oh i don't like how that guy fights and he probably lost because of that that's normal same thing in dance i've been around it i've been Mm -hmm. with it you know it's like that that guy dances like shit but how the fuck did he win like i've seen it like i've seen it and heard it all man and and Mm -hmm. that's just how it is in any industry um but you know we're training here we're trying to make it so make each other better as a family you got to accept the fear of pain in terms of training skill set learning the skill learning the art doing your dues man like you're gonna have to run 10ks 5ks you're gonna feel pain but you got to push past the pain and fear of it if you want to kind of like excel at it same with dance right
0: 100 it's so crazy gonna... like the, the cool thing is like the whole family thing I'm really stuck on and interested in, because again, it's just feels like it's like, it's the same as dance without the the like physical consequences, but it's like, this is why crews are a healthy thing to have one because a sense of belonging is just a very human thing. But like having crews to like test, test yourself with like, there's this really, I think it's Frank Shamrock. He's like a famous MMA coach. He said, Um, you want to learn from someone, you want to teach someone, then you want to test yourself against people who are at your level. And that's how you have this all-rounded thing. It's Um, the same
1: in the gym. It's the same in the gym, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I've always always thought that was a really cool way of like 360 learning. And I just think crews are a cool way for that. It's like, especially for people, because I know a lot of people listening are like, um, some of the things they want to learn is like battle tips and things. That's why they listen to this. And it's like, well, one really good thing that you've just kind of pointed to, which is really simple, is have your group of people when you go to the battle, you've got support and you also have training with them beforehand to prep you for it. It's like testing exactly. iron against iron. Like, it's so funny. Again, it's like, it's just really interesting how like similar they are without the punching in the face. Unless, you know, you're a crazy battle dancer. Um, <laughs> but actually it ain't happening often. Um, but okay, cool. I want to I wanna talk about, because I can't, I've, I've never done an amateur fight. I don't know if I ever yep. will. Um, but I've definitely always had the, the fantasy of it. And yeah. I or, and I listen to people talk about the walk to the ring. And um, yeah. I think it's it's crazy. Like one of the things that a lot of fighters talk about is the the mental strength it takes to re- have composure. And again, I like using Muay Thai as the extreme to bring back to dance because I know dancers, sometimes it's like their first battle and they feel nervous just to jump into the, even yeah. a sci-fi. So I was wondering if there's any like, lessons you've learned about maintaining composure under pressure like are there any specific techniques or pre-fight rituals or journaling like how what has helped you personally stay focused in those crazy moments those high stress situations
1: well if you have been training your heart out and you've been putting in the work one thing you got to understand is where are you going with that? Like, are you doing it because you're trying to get um, acceptance from somewhere, something, or someone, or a group of? For me, it's like what I brought it down to was I've got these skill sets, I've been training with my gym, I want to put this to the test. You know, that will be the greatest test to not just, you know, making anybody proud, but myself proud. I want to see what I can do with what I've just learned over the past with dance, maybe X amount of years Um, with Muay Thai was over again. Yeah. X amount of years. I think I took my first fight in just under a year or just over a year of training. Wow. Yeah. Just over a year of training because that's how submerged I was in it. That's how obsessive I got with it super quickly and so it you need to be content with what you've just learned. Um, my ritual wasn't really a ritual. It was just being focused on what I was doing, what I wanted to do with where I was going with it. So you want to fight? Okay, you've got to train four days a week, five well, so it's six days a week, actually. You've got to come to every fight camp or fight day, which is usually at night. And you'll stay for the two, three hours and train um, six days a week. If you can't make it, you've got to train yourself. You've got to, you know, put in the hours. Mm. Um, if you can do that, then you've got a goal. Your goal is to just, for me, it was just, I just wanted to get into the ring, whether I win or lose. I didn't really expect much. It was just a test for me. You know what? I can do this. I want to go in the ring. But at the same time, as soon as you jump in the ring, you got to also realize that the person on the other end of the ring has done exactly the same process as you and he's mm-hmm. gonna want to punch your lights out just as much as you want to punch his lights out you know the same as a battle you would know this the guy across the room has probably just trained just as hard as you and he's out here to beat kez kez is out here to beat him but it, you guys are putting the, both the same amount of equal work mm. um, so which one of you wants it more which one of you is going to be content with what they've just learned over the years or months or days or hours leading up to this moment that you're coming to so and finding comfort in the people around you as well so again coming back to that family totally bro and like it's crazy because because you've kind of you've said
0: two things that kind of work in tandem together one is like the clarity of what you want out of it. And the other thing is training. And I think the clarity is a really important aspect. Like I read a lot of stoicism, they talk about like, you don't place your goal on the outcome. You place your goal on your efforts because you can't yes. you can't actually predict the outcome, but you can say, I'm going to try my best. That's a very simplistic way of saying it, but you can make yeah, that yeah, the yeah. goal that I'm going to rock up. But then the training, the whole like, you got to outwork yourself doubt. You need an undeniable stack of proof um, to say who you are. So it is like the putting in the effort It's the putting in the effort and knowing deep within yourself. Like I've actually fucking trained. Like I've actually definitely trained and then making the goal. Like, I'm just going to try my best. Go out there and just battle.
1: Go out there and step for you. For me, it's go out there and be in the ring. For you, it's go out there and just battle this motherfucker. You know what I mean? 110 percent. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, at, at the gym, it's like also on that probably doesn't correlate to dance, but at the gym, You'll have a coach tell you that you are not ready. That is the thing. So at the same time, you want to avoid that. Yeah. So that would be a clear indication to, for someone to say, "Look, I know you want to fight, and you've been training, but you haven't put in the work." And you can sit there and go, "Oh, but I've been sick. Oh, I've been coming work." But like, there is two hundred students in this gym, and if all two hundred students are doing the same thing and you're the only one that's complaining, then there's something wrong. You know what I mean? So. um, someone is going to tell you and it's going to be a clear indication that, you know, you, you are not ready. You may think you are. Yeah. But with mm. dance, you have got like no one's going to tell, you know, you you've been training for this battle that's coming up. You've got no one hiding. You're going to tell you because you're not going to dance tomorrow because you're not ready. Your crew will support you. Your boys will support you. You've got dancers that will support you, but I guess in your situation, but if you ever had a, a professional dance studio or you're a full timer and you know, you'd probably have your 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 dance teacher saying, "I don't think you're ready for this performance." That's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, at, at the gym, coach sees all, and he he he'll tell you, he'll tell you, "I don't think you're ready." Yeah, and I think that's something
0: dance. I I I think I I would like to see a lot more one-on-one mentorship from like in the dance. This is just a side rant, but just like of that because I think that coach-student relationship. Um, in martial arts is actually very interesting and it aids with the learning so quickly because there, there is that license to be quite brutally honest about like yep. where you actually are and yep. what you're capable of doing, um, yep. which is really cool. Um, I wish, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and find that for myself. I always want to improve. And that's why, that's why when I want to fucking learn moita, I go to you one on one. So you get better. Yep, um, but but to time- like, Sorry. We're saying that
1: it's, it's a mental thing. So <laughs> there's two sides of it. So coaches will tell you that you're not ready which is like a, it's, it's a mindset thing. But then there's also coaches will actually tell you, you are not ready as in like, you're not fighting. You can't, you can't do this. Like you just, you're not training hard enough or you're just, you haven't been coming. Like Mm. that's like like the, just the truth of it. But then there's also, you know, they're training you hard and you're coming and coming and coming and you know, the effort is there, but then they're like, you're not ready. It's a mind flip. So Mm. So they really put your mind to the test. Like you're saying a while ago, it, it's very, there's a lot of mindset to it. There's mm. A lot of mindset to it.
0: It's a whole mental game. And to kind of mm. tie a bow on all this, because I really like all the themes we touched on. It's like, like the the stuff to bring over is like, well, you spoke about the family culture, which I, I really think is interesting as a way to bounce back from failure. Training so hard that you you just have belief in yourself, clarity and vision, and then like using all of that to test and reach your potential, which I think is like there's so much to learn from martial arts. And I just I, I'm gonna continuously bring people who are who are or were dancers on here that did martial arts because it's 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 like dance with like crazy consequences. Yeah, it's man. Like, but I mean the, amount, like of so take of, over. Yeah, the amount of dancers that have
1: taken the amount of dances that have come through in terms of martial arts, you know, like good old Roger. Yeah, word up. Shout out, to Roger Burg. Yeah, shout out to Roger, man. I I I met him at SRG. I didn't even know he was a dancer.
0: And he's a fucking he's really good one. He well. started
1: dancing in the gym. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, man, you dance? He goes, Yeah, I'm a papa. And I go, Oh. He goes, Do you know this person? He goes, Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's like full in it. It's crazy. Oh, I
0: mean, he's gone back to China, but like he's gone to Bakhton, yeah. He's back then. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a fucking legend. And then I think he's just doing boxing now, but all goods. Um all right, cool. Let's let's uh jump ship. Let's go into fitness. Yeah, yeah. Go into fitness, which should be a very obvious um where the parallels are. But like, all right, so I'm I'm assuming this is all on the timeline. Like you went from dance to Muay Thai. And then I think when we started um you started doing one-on-ones with me, you were studying fitness. Yep. Um so talk to me about um the moment you decided that was some, a, a new direction you wanted to go in.
1: Well. Yeah, so it's actually perfect how it kind of works in how you're questioning this out. So obviously dance taught me some specific skill sets, right? And then jumping into Muay Thai, Muay Thai was like my introduction to like fitness. So you got your your strength training, you've got your training in general, but then you've got your nutrition. So obviously you've got weight classes, you've got to lose weight for, to be able to fight under a specific weight class. Mm-hmm. So that's your weight loss. Um, and then, you know, fitness, you've got your running, um, not a lot of strength training, but you know, you're punching stuff, you're kicking stuff, you're rotating, you're doing a lot of full body action that is working your whole entire body as you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came about because obviously at the gym, people were doing PTs, you know, you get a PT from Luis, who's the owner junior, you get a PT from some of the Thai trainers there. And. Obviously, you get exposed to, you know, social media, you get exposed to a lot of stuff that really correlates with the fitness, fitness industry, not not just the martial arts industry. Mm. So it kind of just kind of clicked in my head. I was like, you know what, I think I want to be a personal trainer, get into the fitness industry. It actually took me a while to kind of like follow, I wouldn't say follow, but the goal and the dream was always there. It just took me a while to get there. My exposure to fitness, the fitness industry, was purely because of Muay Thai. I I tried to get into it um, while I was studying. I was trying to study it full time, but online. Mm. Dude, I don't know how people do it, but um, and I was working at the time. I was working for Qantas, so working for Qantas, kind of like full time, casual, part time, and then trying to chase that career by trying to do it online. And dude, it sucked. I don't know how how people do it. I don't know how people out there working full time and trying to, trying to study full time online. It was just, it was just impossible, man. Um, But it was, again, you know, it was a dream that I wanted to do. And it was a goal of mine that failed purely because I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend trying to find the time to work all these hours and trying to put in the time to be able to work uh started try sorry try to study online through a freaking like you know um through emails and and um pieces of information that is just on the screen and you know you've got a you've got all this information but you got no one to guide you as to where and how and what to do whereas when I did learn it eventually when I went to TAFE it was just the same information that I learned there was the same information that you got to take, but you actually had a teacher in front of you telling you, look, here's the information. I've been in the fitness industry for this long. So in reality, this is how it is. Mm. You is. Know, I've still got my criteria to teach you because I have to. I'm a teacher, but I'm going to kind of modify it to give you an understanding and let you know that this is, this is what you'll actually experience in the fitness industry. Mm. Even that alone is still was not enough. To what I am experiencing now, you know, because at the end of the day, you can get all this information and the real experiences when you actually kind of get out there and kind of do it. So, yeah, so I started, studied and Mm. now currently in the fitness industry um, as a personal trainer, trying to use my skill sets that I've learned over the past eight, I think eight to 10 years of Muay Thai, because that was that was what gave me the confidence. and I guess an extra skill set on top of what dance taught me to be able to do what I do now. So mm. if I hadn't learned how to be a dance teacher, I wouldn't have learned the skill to be able to offer my experience on top of to someone, you know, mm. just like a dance teacher. Um, I learned from Mel. I learned from being in the industry. I learned from taking class. I taught class. Um, that was a skill set. Bring that over to Muay Thai or the fitness industry. I've been doing Muay Thai for eight years. I have this thing for wanting to teach people. How can I do that? Let's get a qualification and teach people that want to learn what I know or take my knowledge and use it because they can say that I've been in it for an X amount of years and I have a lot to offer. So exactly. then you kind of learn, yeah. So then you learn your cert three, you cert four. What it is now is. Now I'm learning to having to do the same process again as I did in the dance industry and Muay Thai. Got that worth of knowledge to put onto someone. As you would know, I did PTs with you. So I've only been in the fitness industry for like two years now. So I'm still learning. But my goal and my dream to actually have a fitness business is still the same goal as it was many years ago. So yeah.
0: For sure. And like, it's like, it's like what you said, like it all translates across. It's just new information, but you already know how to teach it. And I can say yeah. it from firsthand, like you're fucking good at it. So all goods. I can say it for you. But <laughs> yeah. um, for, okay. So let's go super beginner mm-hmm. early phases for people. Let's say there's a dancer listening and they know fucking nothing. They're like, I want to, I want to start going to the gym. I can't afford a, a PT, but I just want to start going to the gym. Um, What are like some really safe baseline principles, someone who's getting themselves more fit, what do they need to know? What are like some just like a couple of things that people can do to like get more fit for dance, I guess, specifically.
1: Okay. So for dance. So I like this question because let's just backtrack a tiny bit. So dancers are athletes. All right. Dance is a movement and it's an expression of movement, you know, emotional as well as physical um, so you guys or us dancers, I could say, let's just say I put myself in there as well. Um, you gotta realize that you are athletes alone. So you have to condition your body in able to do to be able to do what you do and continue what you do. Funny that we kind of talking this because I actually I don't know if you remember B-Boy Red. Yep. Yeah, so I ran into red a couple of months ago. Um, you know he's married he's got a kid he knows that i'm mean, in the fitness industry and we had this great conversation about you know the older he gets the more that you need to start paying attention to your body and he's actually started doing strength training you know and he he kind of was kind of um at the point where he didn't realize how much immobility he he had so um he started doing strength training and now as a a B-boy that's been dancing for an X amount of years, way longer than I have, he was a B-boy before I even started dancing, that mm. he can still continue to dance. He may not have the same energy as he did when he was a, a competing B-boy, but, you know, shout out to B-boy Red, he's still doing what he does. Mm. He's still conditioning his body to be able to do what he loves to do, which is B-boying. And well, let's just say dancing alone. So if you want to be able to keep on doing what you're doing, you need to train your body that trains in a specific way. So let's take someone that just sits on their screen all day and then does nothing else but then decides to go to rehearsal or dance and goes balls out in a one-hour class. Does that three days a week for X amount of months and then all of a sudden they're starting to feel pain in their back or their legs or their arms because they're doing b-boy training or a really, really intense, you know, hip-hop class. And, yeah, it's physical. It's good. Yeah, they're getting some fitness benefits there. But then the body starts to, like, I wouldn't say shut down, but you start to get pains in your back, pains in your legs. That's just a sign that your body isn't conditioned enough to be able to do what you love to do, which is your dance or b-boying. Yeah, they have a lot of... um. Benefits to strengthen your body in a particular way in terms of like dance the movements, you've got the movements there, but um you still need to condition your body to be able to do your dance. You know, I keep repeating it. It's the same with um muay thai. So we can train, 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 but you know if you want to get stronger at what you do, if you want to get better at what you do, then you have to train the strength part of it. So I reckon what you need to do is look if you're a dancer and you just wanted to just. Get into some specific training without, you know, paying or just something that's free. Start looking at, you know, we're living in such a huge digital world of free information. Go to YouTube, read, read blogs. There's lots of free stuff that you can do to strengthen your body, you know. Something as simple as push-ups, you know, squats. You know all about it, you know. Vertical push, vertical pull, legs. You know, push, pull, legs. Um, they'll be the basic forms of what you what you would probably want to work with to be able to strengthen your body. You know, that's just that's just like the basic, 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 basic stuff for anybody that wants to kind of like strengthen the body outside of the dance. Yeah,
0: for sure. Like it's all about that conditioning, which is what you said. And I don't know if I actually told you this, but I I did um, Study for like a little bit to become PT as well. At one point, and mm-hmm. I didn't fucking know anything about anything. Like I'd gone to the gym, whatever. But one of the one of the it was really interesting learning. Like there are just like the basic things, like just like as simple as the the vertical push, vertical pull, horizontal mm-hmm. push, horizontal pull, and that there's just like because dance for me is like there's just these like fundamental movements that we do, like Oops. we raise our arms, we drop our arms, and certain things. Yep. And I just found that the like. The, the push, pull, legs, core, I can't remember all the fucking things off top. Mm-hmm. There was like mm-hmm. eight of the movements, the eight um, fundamental movements. Like if you at a basic level, if you don't know anything, you can just kind of Google. There's so many variations of variations, but you just find the basic ones of all of that. If you did that three days, <clears> a week, <throat> it'd be pretty fucking like what I learned was like you could at a basic level, like we're not talking like full optimization, but at a basic yeah. level, it's fucking pretty good
1: for you. It um, does. It. It, people underestimate the power of these, you know, primal movements, we call them. You know what I mean? So yeah, you, primal movements. They're the primal so moves, you know? And um, they're called primal moves because they're the moves that we do on a daily basis. People don't realize they're the moves that you do on a daily daily basis. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you take a front lunge. I guarantee if you go look into any dance class, there will be a front lunge in, in any side of dance, you know, any kind of dance move. you know, um, a squat. You're going to see the squat in a dance move just those basic movements. Um, Yeah, you do them in dance, but you'll use them in um, that correlate to that specific movement. You're not using it to strengthen that specific muscle, even though the muscle being used in that dance move, squat, we don't call it squat and dance, but Mm. um, you're just using it to a groove step, okay? Put to a groove step, you're just going up and down. You're just doing the movement. you just... Your body is just going through the movement of what that is. To strengthen that, we need to add load. We need to progressive to strengthen the muscle that that works in that specific movement so 100 this where, is
0: where like pts and shit like come into play i think like i really think it's like obviously we live in a time of like rising fucking costs and everything and it's yeah, so yeah. like whatever but like as dancers as you said we're athletes and like for longevity exactly. we, we love this thing we want longevity like one of the best things you can do is like obviously look after your body like a simpler like one of the things that i learned during this course which was just like a game changer was time under tension. Like if you don't know, you don't know. But, like, that is probably the most important thing when it comes to load and all this sorts of shit. Like, you could do a billion reps, but if there's no tension and there's no mind-body connection,
1: like, you don't exactly. have that activation, you're actually doing it incorrectly. And this is where, like, yeah, getting
0: a so, PP is, like, very important.
1: Exactly. So you kind of just said it. So it's mind-body, 9 mind-to-muscle connection. So, again, going back to, like, let's do a groove step, and you're kind of just going up and down with your hips, bending at the knees, bending your hips. Yeah. To us, that's a physical movement of a squat, you know, or lower body. The mind muscle connection to that dance move is going to be different to a mind muscle connection in actually performing the squat in a particular way to strengthen the the major muscles for that movement. So yeah.
0: And or just and even like cause I, I see it as well as like it's it's helping you with that movement, but it's what you were saying, like where it's like building the muscle around to avoid injury and shit as well. Like exactly, when you exactly. strengthen the bones and you strengthen the muscles, it's like, it's cause there is, and this is like getting somewhat technical, but I guess you could train specific movements for specific, like in the gym, you can train specific movements. Like I, I see this a lot with fighting where they, they train specific movements so that they exactly. punch is stronger. Like, and you, you could do that with dance, but I think on like just the basic level of just having a stronger body, that yes. requires you, so you can avoid injury during dance. Yeah. It's just like you need to get in the gym and there's like, there's certain things you need to do. And then that's just one pillar. Like we're not even talking about nutrition or range of motion no. or ca- no. cardiovascular health. No, like, no, yeah, there's so part. much
1: to this shit. <laughs> and um, I mean, the great thing about what we're talking about this now is because of actually, it's an idea that I kind of came up with only because they do it in America. There is a dance Specific conditioning program or class. I think it's in LA that is specific for dancers. Wow, literally, yeah. So it's called it's called movement something. Anyways, maybe after this podcast, I'll send it to you. So the guys that design this program is designed specifically for dancers. So think about strength and conditioning for fighters. This is strength and conditioning for dancers. So going back to what I was saying, you need to strength and condition your body to be able to do what you want to do and what you love for longer. As a mm. athlete, that you you dance you're athletes. You are athletes, whether you're a street dancer or a ballerina, you know, or contemporary artist. Like you're still athletes. Mm. You guys put yourself through a lot of stress, and you want to be able to do that for longer. And strength and conditioning is where that comes into play.
0: Hundred percent. And look, I'm just going to be the guy. Like I'm just to do it. Like if you're a dancer and you're in the fucking Hornsby area, I can't remember where you are like go see Mikey, go get that PT. Or if you're not in that area, find PTs in your area that know dance because like, yeah, there, there's the basic level of it, which I think is really important anyway. Like I I tend to not super go over the top with my training. I just do the, the primal movements and I go a little bit deeper into it. But like, yeah, I, I highly recommend getting Mikey or any PT that's a dancer to help you strengthen it, especially because it is that. It, it's, it's not so much, it, obviously it's so good to do in your early 20s, but I've just recently turned 30 and I'm feel I'm starting to see the difference quite dramatically. See what I mean? of like so let's let let's, let's, just, shit, let's you know? put the
1: grip on that as as a PT and you as a as a, a previous um client. So let's just say that how long you've been doing your gym stuff for?
0: I've been on and off since forever but I'm probably on a good run for about uh
1: Real, like to be conservative, I guess twelve months. I've been pretty consistent. Okay. So let's just so if you had, I mean, your dance style has changed. You know, for recent, well, when I mean recently, I think your live feed has probably exploded. Oh, probably within the last what? Couple of years, four, yeah, or, yeah, four years. Yeah. I mean, your dance back then, actually, it's crazy, man. Because the way you were dancing back then, it actually it's like it almost like came out of nowhere, like. This is this is all Kes. Like I've seen him dance for so long. It's natural that this kind of came about. Um, <laughs> if you had not been doing that, you would definitely be not being able to dance as you are in terms of energy wise right now.
0: Oh, hundred like, percent And like, you yeah. know what? And here, here I can actually make a testament to that because I mostly I've a lot a lot like um, disregarded the lower half of my body as like, well, I'm one of those dudes. And now I'm feeling it. And I'm actually just like, I've kind of cooked myself a little bit. Like I hadn't strengthened my knees and my ankles properly enough that now it's like, oh, I can't actually... Because light feet so explosive, it's yeah. like all on the you're on the boards. Your feet the whole time, which putting pressure all the way up my calves and then through my yeah. legs. And I've actually got pronated feet, which is a whole other situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, I really need to make sure, like, yeah, that I I'm not I'm not walking the walk as I speak. Anyone listening, like, Kes, walking the walk? No, I'm I'm learning with with you guys. I'm learning here and trying to take responsibility. But yeah, like on that, like with the yeah. training, it's definitely helped with my strength. And not even that, not even just injury prevention. I'm just stronger as a dancer because of it.
1: Exactly. That's my point. that's So that's my point. Exactly. So yeah, look, come hit me up, not just in the Hornsby area, but like, yeah, anywhere in the city. Get yeah. It, so yeah, Because you, you'll
0: still do clients in the city, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. sure. are you still in, are you still in Waterloo as well? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Facts. So, All right. Well then, yeah, if you're in the city and you want, you want the good shit, you know where to go now. Cool.
1: Um, But I mean, there's, it's, there's a good point that I once heard and it kind of stuck to my head that um, Wiggles kind of said, and he said to slow down. Like if you, I don't know if there are any OGs that listen to this or if there's anybody that knows um, how Wiggles used to dance back in the day, it was super explosive. Mm. And one of the best advices that was given to him was to slow down. Like if you go back and watch any of Wiggle's old styles of dance, he was really, really aggressive. Aggress- a really aggressive dancer in terms of meshing two styles together as his own style. Mm. Um, if he had continued what he was doing, he probably would not be walking. So he was he kind of slowed down. And look at him, he's in his like what 50-something, still fucking kicking ass man 100 so um, actually that's yeah. funny because i remember you
0: <laughs> i think it would have been one of our first sessions i came I, I was telling you and i was like oh yeah i've got to fuck something and i was like ah oh, but it'll be fine and you were like that's such and i remember you saying this you were like at such a classic dancer mentality that we yeah. we actually just injure our bodies and we're like oh, i'll be fine but we we never because yeah. we don't know We don't have the information that fitness professionals do. We don't really know what's going on under the hood. We just feel a bit of pain and we're like, oh, shit. But we don't realize the second and third order of consequences for like, oh, if I want to be 50 years old doing this, I can't just be going, oh, whatever.
1: (laughs) It is such a dancer's mentality. It is. It is. Only because I know because I've done it. Yeah, me too. Oh, Not calling anyone out. This is just we are all all the same. Yeah, I'll see a rehearsal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, cool. So I get on that, like, so we kind of touched on like strength training. Um, I guess let's maybe, let's maybe touch on all three things. So let's go to cardio. Then we'll just touch on it briefly. Like why is it important? What? Oh, and I'm, I, and you can um, disagree with me if I'm wrong, but I don't consider dance to be cardio training. And so if that is true, why should we do additional cardio training? Like what benefit does that give to us as dancers and as just people looking for longevity?
1: Cardio training trains a specific system, which is your cardiovascular system, okay? So it's the aerobic system, and that just trains your lungs. So look, dance is a form of cardio, but there's so much, there's a lot of stop, start, stop, start. Mm. So let's go to a dance class, okay? You have to wait for me to show you the first count of four, or maybe the first count of eight, and then you are going to slowly... Do it, but there's nothing there that instigates for your cardiovascular system to increase to a certain level for it to um, cause an effect or cause a, um, a change mm. in your cardiovascular system. You know, we train our cardiovascular system or we'll train cardio to get it to a point to create a change in your cardiovascular system. So we push it to a point, your body takes that and it, it changes. We, we create a, a sense of, oh, shit, we're getting, our cardiovascular system is getting better now, if I do this a couple of times, it's gonna be better than one percent. It's gonna be two percent better. Okay. Mm. Now I've got to stress my cardiovascular system enough that it gets to that three percent, and then it gets used to it. And why? So, and what? What is the? What is the function of it though? Like on a very basic scale, like why even bother? Your heart. your heart and lungs you know you want to be able to increase your heart rate and decrease your heart rate you want to have a healthy heart you want to have healthy lungs Mm. and that system the aerobic system trains that so if you want to be able to dance longer without feeling fatigued because the older you get if you don't train these specific parts of your body then obviously fatigue will set in because as you get older things start to Um, deteriorate, Mm -hmm. you know, just like muscles, you know, you kind of said it perfectly. I'm 30 now and I'm feeling it. 20 year old cares probably would have been sick, but now 30 year old cares is starting to feel it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your your body deteriorates pretty plain and simple. So if, again, it comes back to, if you want to be able to go longer, you don't have, you can't just train your muscles. Um, You got to train your cardiovascular system to be able to make it work for longer it's called like progress we call it progressive overload so mm. we stress the body enough that it it progressively gets better then we got to progressively overload it again so we get better again and then repeat then it gets better again and then gets better again and then gets better again okay and then it creates adaptation so adaptation it adapts to what you've just progressively overloaded it with so you know We start doing bodyweight squats, okay? This bodyweight squat is feeling too easy. So what do we do? We load it. I'm going to hold on to 10 kilogram dumbbells, okay? This now feels heavy as it was when I was doing it without. Okay, so I'm going to keep doing this. A couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, okay, this 10 kilo dumbbell feels super light right now. That's your body being progressively overloaded, and that's your body feeling the adaptation or creating an adaptation. So you've got to do the same thing with the cardiovascular system.
0: Fuck, the body is so amazing that it actually does that. That's actually able to adapt under, uh, under a load like that. Like that was another thing that I learned during that course, like the whole progressive overload thing, which is why it's really important, I guess, to record. If you do go to the gym, record the day, like what you do during what day so that you can go, oh, I've been doing this for X amount of time and mm-hmm. it's gotten a little bit lighter. I'm actually going to either do more reps or up the load. Mm-hmm. And so that because your body, yeah, it's just so interesting that your body actually needs that stress to adapt, which is a... A good metaphor yeah. for life as well. Like we shouldn't live stress free because stress actually helps us grow in small healthy doses, like progressively. But yeah, all right. Well, before we tie a bow on fitness, is there anything else we should be kind of touching on? Like we did muscular strength, we did cardio, we've kind of gone into why it's important, we've gone into time under tension, push-pull core, aggressive overload, adaptation. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to touch on when it comes to fitness? I mean, look. The-
1: not really i mean like kind of just another point just going back to cardiovascular look dancers will kind of they'll create their own dancing alone will create its own adaptation because the more you dance obviously the more you know if i take it back to the first dance class i ever did and tried to do it but i kept on going to class and i kept on doing those one hour classes you know then i kept on trying to do those those one two hour workshops back in the day when they were were doing the international workshops yeah um you know um you know, I, I would see it in class all the time when I was dancing, or you probably see it in class when you were doing class, like, you know, people sometimes cannot last a class. Yeah. You know, but if you keep coming, you keep coming, you keep going, you keep doing it, your body adapts to that. Then, you know, what's what's going to be past that? The classes are always only going to be one hour you never, never going to go to a class and all of a sudden it's a two-hour class or it's a three-hour I class. I mean, some
0: some people are pushing it nowadays, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> You'll be fucking surprised. Some guys are out here doing like longest classes, but I feel yeah. you. Like, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting because I've always said to people, like like when I'm, when I'm in the zone where I've been training yeah. really good dance-wise, like I can light feet for days and then like I go on a five-minute run and I'm bucked. And it's just interesting how your body does... <laughs> condition itself to the activities
1: that you have been doing exactly yeah exactly so yeah so So, i mean like let's say you're you're training you're you're just you're solo training you know you're just out at entertainment center you know back in the day everybody used to train like you could only like let's just say you could only train by yourself for an hour until you felt fucked yeah but if you did that one hour for a couple of months it's like oh shit i can freestyle train for two hours now Mm. And then two hours becomes three hours three hours becomes four hours you know but that's just again you kind of said it yourself that's just that's just for that specific activity alone
0: yeah and you, yeah so you can either go longer or more intense like i can do the hour but or i can go to two hours or make that hour more intense exactly breaks, so whatever
1: overload what's that okay let's take this two hours and i'm gonna go actually harder not do the same kind of like intensity as it was when i was doing one hour two hour yeah you know, okay, i want to go a little bit harder but can you so i guess that's where it comes into like, you know, you gotta train this cardio, you gotta train your cardiovascular system. Straight up. Yeah. I
0: mean, and I've only I've only just gotten into that as of recently. I, I used to only just do weights, but now I'm now I'm doing cardio. And if, you know what? And do you know what else is the benefit as well is you feel fucking so good afterwards. Those feel-good chemicals yeah, man, after man. a solid run, woo!
1: Lasts for ages. You get on that high, you're like, wow, I feel amazing right now. Yeah, exactly, man. And then again, again, it correlates into everything else. So you know that everything transitions, man. Just like it's it's a fitness on a low it's fitness in itself alone correlates to all facets of life you know that's what we say whether you're a professional dancer whether you're a professional athlete professional athletes again i'm saying you guys are athletes professional athletes have to go through it if they want to perform optimal Mm. so as a dancer if you want to perform optimal you got to do the other stuff which is like your weights training your squats your push-ups your your running whatever it is the cardiovascular stuff so yeah billion
0: percent all right well let's arc off this with some fucking small i'm going to just ask you some small questions just a couple of them they can either be like one word one word answers or like you can dive deeper in them i might want to know more but we'll just get into it and then we'll fucking go from there um what is a small pleasure in life that brings you great joy damn (laughs) that's crazy you know what it is eating (laughs) what specifically like what right what came to mind when you said eating so eating um or is it just fucking everything you just love eating
1: not just that but it's like you know like people have because in the fitness industry people have really bad relationships with eating mm. you know so when i mean that it's like do you know how to let's just take the worst out of worst can you take a whole packet of tim tams and can you only eat two no well then you have a bad relationship because you don't know how to control orphan yeah. You know what I mean? So what I mean by eating is like I am consciously know um, I can still enjoy all the fucking foods that I want, but I can consciously know when, how, where, Um, you know. Yeah, I can eat a whole packet of Tim Tams, <laughs> but, you know, I can I have the choice. It's sitting there and I have the choice. I can go, hey, you know what, I'm just going to have two. So what I mean eating, it's like I have the control over how and what I'm eating. So yeah, the joy comes like, from the the ability to choose. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad truth. A lot of people don't like, you know, yeah, I enjoy eating. But like, I mean, when I mean by eating it, it's like the satisfaction knowing that I can go, you know what, I know what I need to eat in terms of like calories and stuff like that. I yeah. know that's going to be a certain amount of calories. Um, I don't have to go overboard or you know what? This weekend, I'm going to eat a fucking, I'm going to fucking eat two pieces of pizza, two, sorry, two pizzas and fucking donut king, some shit like that. And not <laughs> feel guilty with it. Yeah. Most people go, well, holy crap, that's, I feel so guilty. I need to get to the gym on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still know that I can um, be in a good relationship with food no matter where and where or how it is.
0: <laughs> that's great. Because, yeah, you can because it can go either way. You can either be like completely out of control or you can be too in control. Like I almost went down the slippery slope of too in control and I was like trying to count fucking macros and yeah, this, that that, and the other. And, see, that's and then mean, that's so... when the guilt came in and yeah, exactly. this other bullshit. Like I've got fucking measuring cups and I'm like getting my oats and I'm like, yes, yeah, like, make sure like, you don't that's... spill over an extra little bit. <laughs> Like bro, look at me. I'm fucking skinny as I did not. I did not need to worry about that. Um, but like yeah, so it's good to ha- it's good that you found that that middle of control and being yeah. able to have the fucking donut and it's all good. Like you don't even yeah, need exactly. To put so on it. some it's people like it's
1: feel, okay. Some people feel like they'll have like this. I can go to Coles and get like a that, oh man, that the fucking Reese's chocolate bar was like a dollar. I ate one, but now I've got to go to the gym on Monday. What What do you mean? Like, see, that? that's just like, come on, man. Like, Yeah. No, it's all good. Like,
0: And yeah, and then there's the other end, which is like, oh, one's not bad, and then two's not bad, and then every day, and then there's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there is a, there's a, I guess you have found the joy in the middle of that, which is great. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, when I say the word talented, who's the first person to come to mind and why?
1: Melanie Hitchcock. She brought me under a wing um, to teach me what she loved to do. Yeah, and I felt that and I, I loved to dance because of that. I wouldn't have loved a dance that much if I hadn't been mentored by um by Mel. Yeah, man. For sure. And
0: she's also like fucking she legitimately knew like every street style and foundation. Like she was housebreaking, fucking. Exactly. So holidays. like I said, man,
1: she, yeah, she's man, very good. the, the, the dancer's generation is that If if they don't know who Melanie Hitchcock is, like they don't they don't know, man. They
0: don't know their Sydney history, that's for sure. What fictional character do you identify with most? Michelangelo and Ninja Turtle. <laughs> sick i'm actually so keen i've been trying to g- up the boys to go see the new one but
1: um... oh, because that 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 like ever like that's my name hence why so as soon as that like oh, as true. soon as that, that cartoon came out I, I identified with that that character and it's crazy because that character's characteristic is all me like just that kind of cheeky kind of good like it's just it it was crazy it blew my mind man like the fact that when that cartoon came out and I literally related to it straight away because one, it, we had the same name and just the way that character was portrayed was like if someone had to make a fictional character about me and my, I wouldn't say mental state, but just how I wish I could live my life in a fictional manner, that would that would be the perfect one, man. That's um, sick. One. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's freaky, man. No, nah, that's sick. What's
0: one small thing we could do today that would make a meaningful impact on our lives?
1: That would be to live your life according to your passion.
0: Big time. Before I ask the final question, do you have any final parting pieces of advice or recommendations that we didn't touch on today?
1: Look, I would say whether if you're a dancer and you are kind of like kind of trying to find your way in terms of the scene, because I don't know how the scene is, but like if we're kind of like taking it back to just the mental state of mind, go reach out to some OGs that have been there and done that. So I work with a dancer um, as well, and he knows you, but, you know, he didn't know the history of how and why I knew you, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of like, and he has not been dancing for as long as you, you know what I mean? And he's like, man, I wish I could go, you know, I wish I could, you know, like dance like Kez. You know what? You fucking can dance like Kez. It is a matter of just maybe reaching out to him and asking or going to his class or like, you know, we kind of touched on it before. And I think it should be a thing now because in Muay Thai, we have those mentors around and we train with them, but they they do it because they love the sport. And my crew, who's the owner of the gym, Luis, Um, he loves the sport and he just offers his knowledge out like nothing because he loves to teach and he's Mm. been in the industry for years, uh, uh, many years. And, you know, when we're in fight camp, you know, he teaches us what he's learned throughout his years without, you know, you don't have to ask. You just, we just train with him and he teaches you little bits of nuggets of gold, you know, I think that is a mentorship alone. And I think dancers should Not be scared, not just because um, I'm maybe going to have to battle him one day. Like, fuck it. Like, you should have to want to ask some sort of nugget advice for someone that's been there and done that. And if you look up to this dancer, just reach out to him and ask him for anything, you know. We talk about you all the time at Soulmate. and, um, And, you know, he looks up to you as a dancer because you are just a brutal battle dancer that he looks up to. And here he goes, I think I got smoked by Kez once. Okay, I'm pretty sure you probably would have. Um, (laughs) I don't know. But look, you may learn from getting smoked by that person. Oh, yeah. But do you have the balls to go up to that person and go, you just smoked me. Can you please teach me how and why you did that? With us in the fight scene, we fight each other. I have not been... Um, you know, I'm I'm good friends with every single fighter that I, I jumped in the ring with, you know, and we follow our, like I don't currently I'm not as active, but I follow these fighters and I feel I, I see a great I have a great amount of joy watching these fighters grow up. And it's like, dude, I fought that guy. I beat that guy. But now that guy is, is an amazing pro fighter. And that's such a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just because you're intimidated by dancers. Um, or guys that have been and done that, like just go up to them and go, look, I just got smoked by you. Can you can you show me how you did that? Yeah, just why? reach
0: out, reach out. Everyone's yeah. friendly. Everyone's friendly. Yeah, exactly. I I literally just did that. The last battle that I did, um, actually I actually won it. And the first thing I did is I went straight up to the judge and I was like, hey, I want to get better.
1: i was like that's 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 not
0: even like that's not i'm not being like i'm the only guy that does that because a lot of people do that and if you're listening and you just didn't know that's a thing like we're already doing that like feel free to if you're if you're feel free to reach out to me the kapow account at kapow.ftw you already know the drill but like reach out and just like ask whatever i mean and i've said it on this podcast before it's really interesting i've only had like i reckon two people say either leave me on scene or say they don't want to chat and I've done almost, I think this is episode 60. So it's like there's so many more people that will want to help you than Mm -hmm. not. And it's like, yeah, it's actually saying, just reach out. It's better for you. You'll grow faster. You'll get connection. Special. Just do it.
1: Reach out. Because we get that at the gym. Like, you know, people come up to me going, how do you kick like that? You know, like, but in the gym, it's different because we're, again, family. So it doesn't matter whether you're a beginner And I've been doing it for eight years. If you're at this gym, you're already part of this family. And if I can see that you generally want to learn, you don't have to pay me. You're already part of this family. I'm going to show you. I'm going to dedicate 10 minutes just to show you something small that can prove you this much. Do
0: you Mm, know what I mean? Definitely. Perfect. Perfect way to kind of half finish off. But I'll ask you this final question. You can
1: take this however you want. What are you excited about? I'm excited about my journey actually and your journey because i've seen you blow up over the past few years and it's fucking exciting um thank you bro no that's for real because dude yeah, it's, yeah that's for real um look i'm i'm on a journey on myself um you know and and it's a hard road you know business is hard mm. But I have a dream and I have a goal. My, my goal will always be the same. Just as long as that's there, I'm just going to enjoy the journey um, and put myself in whatever situation I need to be in order to get there. Mm. And also, I'm excited for what man. I'm excited for what you you've you been doing lately, man. Um, I'm excited for everything that I'm seeing from you lately, man. It's crazy. Thank you, bro. You blow, blow up the way you have, um, yeah, man. It's it's crazy. Like you're just everywhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> trying like, thank you I appreciate like, that like this kind of like tall white dude with long hair just like man
0: that should be my bio tall <laughs> i do with long hair
1: <laughs> yeah man like yeah it's crazy seeing you blow up in terms of taking different avenues to dance so podcast your battles it's crazy man it's cool it's cool shit thank you
0: you have to come you have to come to one of my events bro we got a couple coming up if you're free, we'll, to, we'll be it'll be sick to see you there just to like just pull up we actually got one um i have not even teased it or announced it but there will be <laughs> one um in a couple of weeks i'll keep you posted that's gonna be yeah let me if you're now. listening you're fucking you're in for a treat in a couple of weeks but like yeah i got one in a couple of weeks and i got one in november i'll be sick to try and pull up but the one in a couple of weeks i think you'll like i think you'll it, there's one in november which is a battle but the one in a couple of weeks i really think you'll like and maybe yeah. one day we we can try and sort something out um, or we can do like some sort of fitness thing through Kapow where you help dancers, but we'll figure that out or like a fucking boxing class or some shit. Yeah, that will be lit. Sure, um, but um, yeah, thanks for jumping on here and spending your Thursday afternoon with me. It's always yeah, a pleasure. Bro. There, man. Thanks um, for having me. No, of course. But before before we like we fully sign this off and people listening like, fuck, Mike, you sound sick. You'd be thinking correct. Um, but where can they follow you? You need to put that coach Mikey, whatever it is. I can't remember yeah, exactly Sorry, what Yeah, man. So hit me
1: that. up on Instagram. So Coach Mikey Angelo. Um on Instagram, man. Get at that. Coach He's posting the goods. Coach yeah. That's um, it. and then you got your personal page as well. Plug that, all the thing. Well, you got it, you got two, right? Yeah. So I've got my business page, which is the coach Mikey Angelo. Yeah. And then I've got the um my personal page, which is fuck, I, I can't even remember that shit. Mikey and Ange- Mikey Angelo Mina. Sick. Is my personal page. You can hit me up there. Boom. Um, definitely get at the coach one. It's got, yeah, it's got um, it's got a link to my um, my business one as well.
0: Boom. Yeah. Definitely go get Sorry. that business shit. There's the the info. You're starting to post the like the short bits of information, which I always Sorry. find helpful. It's That's always it. good reminders for everything. So get on that. And I know that from analytics, most of people are listening from their phones. So if you've got your phone out, just do it right now. It takes like three clicks to get onto that page yeah, you'll but, definitely
1: um, see a bit of kez on there as well if you, <laughs> you, see, no, you yeah, totally if you want to see
0: some shit muay thai from me bro <laughs> get straight on that page and click follow that's it that's it right there nah but actually though you'll actually see me in action get better if you go from my first video to the last one you'll see how quickly i got I I got good and that wasn't because of me, but because of Mikey. But anyways, um, uh, thank you for listening. Of course, if you're listening still, well done for making it to the end. And we will catch you guys next time.